0: I'm Troy Harmon, here today with K.C. Smith and Michael Griffin, both of whom work in our financial planning department, planning and implementations, because a plan is no good unless you insist on it being implemented, right? That is correct, Troy. There you go. So many people don't like to implement. It's got a doorstop. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it does tend to be part of our human nature that uh, even if we have a plan, it takes a little getting used to sometimes, and you want to push against somebody, and, and that's what you guys are here for—the whipping post. That's right. We're here, here to help them, help them implement the plan. We're here
2: to help those who fail to plan plan to fail. Wow,
0: that, is that deep, was deep.
2: Really deep. You know, gotta go, gotta go somewhere.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> uh, uh, both you guys have uh, designations that help you in this, uh, in the. the uh, planning phase of uh, of uh, financial planning, right? That is correct. And yep. uh, you are a CFP, right, Michael? Yes, which sir. Which is a certified financial planner certificate.
2: Let me misusing the marks. Certified financial
0: planning certificate. Yes. Yeah, I've I've got the same deal. I I am a CFA charter holder, which I talk about from here to here and again. But it is chartered financial analyst. So.
2: Contrary to popular opinion, that has nothing to do with Chick-fil-A.
0: CFA is not Chick-fil-A. Right. And <laughs> I just also just cannot use it as a noun, so I'm a CFA charter holder. Yeah. Casey, you uh you are a uh, CFP sar cert- certificate as well. Certificate, <laughs> sergeant, I tried to well, call whatever. you I don't know. It's uh you're a lieutenant, who knows <laughs> what?
2: Uh No prior military experience, but
0: none whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And you hold some other designations or at least one. I do. I I do.
2: Uh, SEPA, which is a certified exit planning advisor.
0: We've talked about that one a little bit lately, but why not just flesh it out a second?
2: Yeah. So we help uh, small business owners determine how is, excuse me, the most appropriate way to exit their business, try to maximize the value uh, of what they can get for their business, whether that's Succession planning and and transferring that on to somebody in their family or um, passing it, selling it to a a third party or private equity, whatever the transaction looks like.
0: A lot of times that winds up being a a discussion where you have to go back and fix prior mistakes, like if the business doesn't have a a buy-sell agreement among
1: partners
0: or Various other things and risk also, mitigation
2: in the beginning, trying to, to make sure the house is in order, their accounting is sure. compliant, and all the books and records are everything
0: shipshape and ready for a transfer that's or transaction, sure. if in fact that's the way they prefer to go. Absolutely. And and even working out the details of will we go through, a, uh, you know, what kind of transition are we looking for? Is this going to be a familial pass down? Is this yep. going to be sell to another partner? Find somebody new and that you don't know. Details like that. Precisely.
2: Right. And then yeah. what are you going to do on the personal side? You know, what do you first of all? What are you going to do with yourself after yeah, you retirement. step away from the business? Yeah. What does that look like?
0: That's that's really kind of where the CFP comes in a lot. Yeah. Right.
2: And then how, you know, how much money do you need to get out of the business in order to make your plan work? So there you go. Get to get to wear a lot of different hats in that. Engagement, yeah. which is fun. And
0: and I help a little bit with the you do? certified valuation analyst uh, designation yeah. that I that I carry as well. So I can do the business valuation. do well, you think just because you value public becomes, companies, you can value private ones as well? Well no? I mean <laughs> they're they're very similar, but there are some differences, no doubt. Yeah, no yeah we look at cash flows a lot. So uh, not only that, but also like a market related or market based valuation. That's part and parcel of what we do almost every day for publicly traded companies, but we can apply that to private, closely held businesses as well. Yeah. All right, guys, um, we do have a stock market out there, and why not talk about that for a second? Uh, Looks like we had um, another increase this week, 1.09%, the S&P 500 increased. Um, Year-to-date, we're up almost 18%, 17.68% with, uh, it looks like, uh this thing is not sorted but i would have to say that information technology having gained 28% year to date is by and away the leader there the uh the laggard would have to be healthcare uh which is positive but only 2.4% higher than uh, than it started out the year so a <clears throat> little bit of uh interesting Goings on there uh communication services, which is relatively new uh started last year. We had a significant change. It used to just be telecommunications, and now uh, we've got things like uh Disney and Google and uh, various other companies that actually create content um, I think Netflix is in there as well uh for us for our uh, uh our entertainment pleasure, right yeah. So,
2: Troy, who, who would have thought at the end of last year with the market selling off as hard as it did in the fourth quarter that we would be sitting here, you know, just a little over one quarter into the year, up 18% almost?
0: Yeah, we fun- we've made back everything we lost yep. from September 20th. Uh, we did hit all new highs, all-time highs again this week. So, uh, And that was the first sign we had seen of it. So, you know, it took several months. But the market just basically bounced it's, right
2: back. It's been very resilient, even given, you know, a lot of the, the news and speculation from analysts, including ourselves, really. Yeah, that, no doubt. That we're, well. The, the valuations are high, right? I mean, they they still remain high. Everything is. Valuations are high. So.
0: The yield curve still has a weird Nike swoosh look to it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, where you've got the one-year um, treasury yield that's still higher than the two, three, and five. It's yeah. a it's a weird kind of situation, and what's what it all started with was speculation that the the uh, Fed was going to raise interest rates in December. They did, they, they did. followed through. Yep. And uh, we have had all manners of uh, uh, I guess when you look at the economy, a lot of the economic data looked really bad at the end of 2018 and it has looked bad for you know months into 2019 we are starting to see some of that change a little bit but the reality is the only difference that we've seen is the fact that the fed said all right we're going to be more accommodative and probably even stop that uh that uh, uh the fiscal tightening that we had Uh, While we talked about quantitative easing a few years ago, they were doing basically unwinding that. We called it quantitative tightening. Others do as well. But they said that they would stop that by September. So here we are. Uh, the Fed raises in December, and then within a month they're talking about, oh, well, we'll be yeah, as well, accommodative we'll as possible. That Don't back. you worry. That was about a mistake. <laughs> yeah, but uh,
2: futures are implying that we're going to have uh, a, actually a rate cut early next January. year. Right? Yeah, so, no
0: doubt. It, it's over fifty percent probability based on the options market, and of course, you know, a lot of folks think the, the options market is the smart money, and I would have to agree with that to, to a great extent. Um, but forecasting anything financial. Four, six, eight months away, eh, you, you get a little bit, you get a little bit iffy. There. Here's, the,
2: here's the thing that I that I find interesting is that you have unemployment at what 3.8 percent or something yep, around that? No, it's nice 3.8. So you're you're under, or you're at more than full employment, however you want to phrase that. Yeah,
0: full employment is usually considered somewhere between five and a half or four and a half and five percent.
2: So at what point do you get wage growth, which then would imply inflation? which would imply rate increases. I mean don't doesn't this have to we've been talking about unemployment being low for right. years. Yeah. Um, and but inflation is remaining low, so our companies just not wanting to increase the wages or or is it No, still... they're
0: increasing wages. We're uh-huh. we're seeing that. We're seeing and that's part of the reason the consumer seems to be feeling healthy. Right? You know, uh-huh. we always look at consumer expectations and uh, it's been a while. They, they expect things to get worse, so we're not the only ones with a pointy head talking about how how uh, economic conditions are, are likely to fade. Uh, even the consumer is bought into it, and they talk about their current situation being okay. Yeah, I think a lot of that is because their wages have grown faster than uh, inflation over the last few months, and then they say that things going forward are not going to be good. And a lot of times they ask them about inflation. So the consumer is expecting inflation. And that's been one of those telling notes. You know, you talk to an economist, they regress everything against everything else. And that's one of the ones that seems to be to have some correlation with future uh, economic weakenings is when the consumer believes that it's going to happen. Right. So, you know, it's one of the reasons that we watch that. But, uh, again you know what i think you can go back and think about just what happened in december our president decided instead of the fed being a an independent group that he was going to start telling them what to do yeah. and he was he was all happy to tweet out the fact that they didn't need to raise interest rates it almost felt like at the time they were going to raise it just to spite him Oh, I, think, and, they I now, think they did. I think they did. I I wouldn't argue against it. It's impossible for me to know, but uh, it surely felt like that. Well, Especially, to some
2: extent, you got to feel like they were trying to to retool for this pending recession that we have been talking about. Right. Uh, I mean, if we do have have any kind of recession, it's going to be they're not going to have a whole lot of arrows in their quiver to to fight it. No, not You're at all. Right. That's not th- at all. that's
0: been the fear, and I think that's the reason we got the very first interest rate increase we did back in December of '15. Uh, and that's what they talked about it was uh it wasn't our our current fed chief um back then we had uh what's her name janet Yellen. janet Yellen. Yellen. there we go all right well we're going to take a real quick break here uh stick around we've got a dog of the week coming up and later in the show we'll talk to ksu care director um ksu being kennesaw state university care director marcy stidham Uh, and she will explain a whole lot about a great program they have going on over there. Like I say, you're listening to Money Talks. Stick around, we'll be right back.
1: All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only.